welcome to Body Talk, where we strive to go through life with our eyes open. My name is Spencer Kaufman, coming at you from 103.5 FM, The Sun Community Radio. If you're tuning in for the first time today, past broadcasts are available on sunprairiemediacenter.com and also on the Body Talk podcast, which is available at spencerkaufman.com or anywhere podcasts are available. You get home after a long day at work. All you want to do is sit down, relax, pop a beer, and watch some TV. It's been a long, tiresome, stressful day, the stereotypical day in which everything goes wrong. Nothing is working out like you want it to. It's like that movie, The Incredibles, where the guy is just having a tough day at the insurance company, the little pencils fall, the desk is too small, the little short man walks in and yells at him. It's just a nightmare. Gets in the car, it's crowded, traffic, slips on the skateboard, breaks the car. I mean, it's just one thing after another. All he needs to do is sit down and relax. However, the moment you walk through the door, you see your spouse. Now, guys, sorry, but this is most likely going to happen to you. It's a guy thing right here. So we're tailoring the narrative. There she is, your wife, standing in the kitchen, leaning against the doorframe. She's got her arms crossed. Stern look on her face. Foot is tapping up and down. Tick, 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 tick. Uh-oh. There's no doubt many guys have experienced this. In addition, women have their own experiences with an upset husband as well. Usually it will not take on this narrative, but ladies, you still get the picture. The question is what happens next. It's very clear that both parties have had a long day and that there are things that need to be resolved. Usually. Tempers flare and a fight ensues. Anger is an emotion that many people act on and it can cause a lot of problems. However, does that mean that we need to get rid of anger altogether? Does it mean that anger doesn't have a use for our daily lives or our lives in general? No, it doesn't mean we need to get rid of our anger. We simply need to use it differently. Getting rid of our anger is not the wise choice, as some people in various religions believe. Some people believe that we need to eliminate anger altogether, that we should live in peaceful harmony and bliss. Now, this is something that's excellent. Living in peaceful harmony and bliss would be awesome. Unfortunately, our world does not work like that. Anger is not always destructive. If it was, it wouldn't have been preserved over the course of life and time. And now by that I mean years ago humankind had emotions and certain qualities and traits. Now as time has passed we have, I'm not saying we've evolved, but we kind of have. It's not like evolution as in Darwinism and macroevolution. I'm talking a microevolution. Microevolution is something where you adapt to the circumstances and situations around you. This is evident everywhere. For example, if you're all of a sudden working night shift and you've done day shift for five years and now you're on graveyard, after a few weeks, you kind of get used to the hours. You have evolved to fit that lifestyle. That is microevolution. So anger is something, if, if it were not useful, then over time, over the course of a few generations, then anger would be something that would have been phased out. We would have evolved not to need it. However, we still have it. Therefore, Anger still serves a purpose. Now, that's a very basic 
principle and argument. I understand that, but it gets the point across. If you'd like a more sophisticated one, you're very welcome to go ahead, do some research, and find one. However, evolutionary support and evidence just based on lifestyle is very solid in my opinion and in the opinions of a lot of researchers as well. And again, I'm not advocating for evolution as in life form evolution. I'm saying lifestyle changes, how we adapt to fit our environment and we continue to hold on to the traits and characteristics that make us more effective in that environment. It was useful in ancient days of life and death. So anger was something that people needed, let's say way back in caveman times, because if someone stole your food, you needed to act quickly. In addition, it is still useful in our modern contemporary lifestyles. Here's why. Even in the most civilized settings, as in today's first world country of super bliss and happiness and wealth at the Ritz-Carlton or in the neighborhood of Beverly Hills or wherever you can think of that is a nice place. We cannot completely avoid the possibility of being threatened with physical assault. No matter where you go, there could be the potential that you could get robbed, in a fight, mugged, anything like that. There's always the potential somebody could attack you. Anger provides the force needed to defend ourselves. Someone attacks us, we get upset, angry, we fight back. That's how it works. It is a natural response to being threatened. This isn't the only circumstance where anger can be beneficial, though. Anger can motivate actions to correct social injustices. For example, if we get mad about something or how something is being done, we have the motivation to change it because it upsets us. Even in personal relations with our family members or intimate partners, anger can be useful. It can motivate change. Is that surprising at all? It shouldn't be. Anger tells us that we have a problem and that we need to deal with it so that we are no longer angry. However, some people, they just like to be angry. I remember there is a little thing, I've always lived by this. If you're angry all the time, then you must like to be angry. So. If you're angry, then you like being angry. Because if you didn't like being angry, then you wouldn't be angry all the time. Now, I know that's a little bit of circular reasoning, but guess what? It makes a heck of a lot of sense. If you're angry all the time, you must like to be angry. Because if you didn't like to be angry, why would you be angry all the time? Kind of like a duh moment right there. Something to think about if you know someone who's always angry. Anyway, the question is how we choose to deal with that anger. It tells us we have a problem so that we need to deal with so that we are no longer angry. The question, yes, is how we choose to deal with the anger. Yes, choose. How you deal with anger is a choice. You can choose to throw a temper tantrum like a two-year-old or you can handle it effectively. It requires skill and practice to focus your anger on the actions not the actor. By this, I mean you need to be upset with the actions that are taking place, not the person performing them. Now, this is a lot more difficult than it sounds. You need to be upset about whatever is taking place, whatever is happening, not the person that's doing it. So, if there's a social injustice, some people are getting oppressed, be upset that the people are being oppressed. 
Don't be upset at the person who's oppressing them. Now, yes, it is that person's fault because they are doing something that isn't correct. But being mad at them is not going to help the situation. Being mad at the action and striving to change that action is going to help the situation. So, for example, if there is someone performing some action that is causing you to become angry, you have two choices. You can either focus your anger on the person or on the actions. If you focus on the person who is in your way, then the only way to remove the obstacle is to eliminate the person. Otherwise, he or she will always come back. And now, by eliminate, yes, I mean eliminate. So since murder is not a good option and will oftentimes cause more trouble than it's worth, I suggest you focus on the person's actions. Because if you focus on the person, like some kind of a dictator who is dictating and oppressing the population of people, the only way to change that by focusing on the person would be to remove the dictator from power. How are you going to remove a dictator? You kill them. End of story. How else can you remove them? Overthrow them. Either way, it's going to be some kind of a big, big event. It's something that you cannot easily do. However, if you focus on the actions, you could change that. So, you can remove or change the actions. Yes, the person is an obstacle. However, he or she is only an obstacle because of the actions that he or she is performing. So if you change their actions, you effectively remove the obstacle and are thus no longer angry. Therefore, be motivated to change the actions, not the actor. Harming the person, however, is a natural response in our genetic makeup. It really is. When we get upset and angry with people or at something, our first response is to fight. It's to attack that person. It's, you are making me mad. I want to act out in aggression and show you that you're making me mad. I just want to hit you or I want to whatever, take you down, whatever the case may be. You want to act out that anger in a physical form. It is how we are wired. Why were we wired like this? because it is a, a survival mechanism. Someone takes your food, you are going to smack them upside the head to get your food back because you need that food to survive. Someone tries to rob your, your children or something, you're going to beat them like crazy. Why? Because you're protecting what's yours. Anger is a natural human emotion and acting out physically is a natural response to that anger. Because that's the way we have always been wired. That's the way we have always dealt with anger because it was effective in an immediate instance. It is something that is, right away, it makes a difference. If someone makes you mad and you smack them, they know instantly that you're upset. Now, obviously, that's not the best way to deal with anger because there could be some consequences to that. But... Acting out physically is the fastest way to express your anger and to show people that you are angry. Harming the person is a natural response in our genetic makeup. Think about it. When humans lived in desperate times of hunter-gatherer or in caveman times, as we've said, like if you, if you know, if that's what you want to call it, if someone stood in the way of your livelihood, you fought. You fought tooth and nail because your very existence depended on the things that you had. Think of the Wild West. Anytime someone made someone mad, first of all, everybody was carrying a gun. All the cowboys had a gun on their belt. They all thought they were pretty tough. 
Nobody showered. They all smoked little Clint Eastwood cigars. And if someone made someone mad, they had a duel in the street. They settled it right then and there. Kill or be killed. Anger was a natural part of everyday occurrence. If you were angry, you killed the person that made you angry. You removed the problem. Now today, that's not such a viable solution. We can't just go around picking a duel with anyone and shooting them or fighting them over something. A lot of times nowadays, people have found other ways to settle it. They have a game of cards, they arm wrestle, they do all this goofy stuff to show who is winner or who is right. The point is, when we get angry, acting out is a natural response because that is the way our genetics and our bodies work. The problem we have is that acting out is not a good response. Therefore, we need to change our way of thinking so that we don't act out on anger against the person. We're not lashing out. Instead, we need to act with a good action to attack the actions of that anger to stop them. So anytime we're angry, the focus is removing that obstacle. We want to stop whatever is making us angry because most people who are normal do not want to be angry all the time. Therefore, if something's making them angry, they want it to stop. Usually, they go about it the wrong way by attacking the person. Then, more problems ensue, arguments, fights, etc. Now, you have both people angry, and the problem still has not been resolved. How stupid is that? It is not very smart. Therefore, if you change your frame of mind to attack the action and get the action to stop, now you are no longer angry. So today, fighting it out in the street, having a duel, eliminating the problem, eliminating the person, is not the case. Therefore, we really need to restructure and refocus our anger on the actions of the person instead of the person themselves. If we focus on changing these actions, then as a result, we will no longer be angry. It's almost like it's simple, common sense, as in 1 plus 1 equals 2. If you stop the behaviors or the actions that are making you angry, you are not going to be angry anymore. It's that simple. However, it's very difficult. Yes, it's easy, but hard. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know what I mean when you try to do it. Remember that many people who act in anger often regret it la later on. They use expressions such as, like, I lost my head, or it was in the heat of the moment, things like that. My temper, I lost my temper. Well, anytime you lose something, that's not a good thing. You lost your temper, you lost your head, heat of the moment. That means that essentially what they're saying is, I didn't have control of the situation. So I lost control. I, it wasn't my fault. I reacted spontaneously. I wasn't thinking. All of those things, why would you want to act like that? You wouldn't. You need to be in control of that. So don't be the person who regrets anger. Be the person who uses anger to accomplish a goal. Now we're going to talk about a lot more on how to do that next week. So be sure to tune in again to Body Talk next week, same time, same bat time, same bat place. Yes. Because you will learn more about how to use that anger to accomplish a goal, the steps in it. For now, though, focus on calming your anger, because if you can calm the anger down and get control of it, that is going to be super important, and it will help you retask and refocus that anger. Anger is not something you need to eliminate completely. 
It is something you need to control, something you need to harness and use for good or use for a purpose. Harness that energy. Anger is energy. That's all it is. It is a ton of energy. It can be super powerful as well. Anger and love, those are two very, very powerful forces. If you can use them to accomplish a goal, you will find that that goal will be so much more easily attained. Use that to fuel your actions and drive forward through life, through whatever, and accomplish a mission. Take a look at some things here. Let's just look at the world for a second. When you see people starving in the world, does that make you angry? What about human trafficking? People getting shanghaied and kidnapped and sold off into slavery or, or brothels or something like that. Does that make you upset? Think if that was your kid, would you be angry? <laughs> you better believe it. What, what are you going to do? Are you going to hunt them down like the movie Taken and try to kill all those people? Probably not, because most people are not some kind of a movie CIA black officer type person. No, instead, let that anger fuel something and fight against it as a whole and prevent the entire problem, not just the one person. It's like this with drug dealers. Why do cops always let the petty guys go? The reason is so that they can get to the kingpin. You take out the kingpin, you stop the organization. You take out a few street dealers, they'll get new people to replace them. If you just take out certain people, it's not going to change. Go after the heart of the problem. Let your anger fuel that drive and solve the problem instead of lashing out at the person and then someone else replaces the person. That's a huge deal that we don't have time to get into and talk about, but the concept is very simple. Hopefully you understand what I'm saying right there. In addition, focus before you start losing your temper Number one, you need to realize signs of anger. So what does it look like when someone becomes angry? Well, we had the example from earlier on where arms folded, foot tapping, stern look on the face, posture kind of hunched, you know, real, that's an anger posture. Things like on the face, tense face muscles, tense neck, those types of behaviors. Anger is something that can be seen. Oftentimes, if it's going to be expressed, the face will get red, Veins will start protruding, the mouth will take on a weird shape, eyebrows will furrow, things like that. Look out for those because when you start to see that stuff, then you know anger is about to happen. In addition, hopefully you've been listening to past broadcasts and you have become more conscious of self, not self-conscious because I don't want you to be self-conscious and questioning yourself and who you are and doubting and in a negative tone. I want you to be conscious of self. Now that means you are self-aware. You know what's going on in your head, on your body, the signs you're displaying, the expressions, that sort of thing. If you can be conscious of yourself, then when you feel angry, you can start to notice what you display and then look for that on other people. It is super important for you to be able to recognize anger. The only person who is going to see your anger before you do, is yourself. I mean, really. That doesn't make, I mean, it's kind of confusing, but no, you are going to see your anger before you see it. I, you can feel it inside unconsciously before your conscious picks up on the anger. It's almost like those people who get migraines, they can feel them coming on, or like seizures, 
they can feel them coming on long before they consciously feel them coming on. It's kind of a weird scenario, but if you experience anything like this or you kind of know, like before you feel like you're going to get sick, you have that premonition of, uh-oh, I think I'm going to get sick. Then you start to feel sick, then you get sick. It's kind of like that. You can feel this anger coming on before it happens. Now, usually it's in a form of like frustration or something, and then you're like, okay, now I might be getting angry. If you remember that old TV show, The A-Team, B.A., Bad Attitude, Baracus, he always had this, all right, you better let me out before I get mad, and then like two seconds later, that's it, now I'm mad. He he had that steps of walkthrough, but it was super fast, but it illustrates the point that you could feel it coming on, then you get mad. So, if you can become conscious of self and know when that is happening, then for now, you can focus on calming your anger. After you get your anger under control a little bit, then you can focus on turning that anger into a passion and a drive to fuel your actions, which is what we're going to talk about next week. So, for now, when you get angry, now this is going to be very difficult because most of the time, if you're not aware of it, all of a sudden you just get angry like at the drop of a hat. But now that you're going to be paying attention to it, you will see it coming. So this means when you get angry, try to pause and think for a minute about anything, really. Anger is a mental emotion. This means if you perform another mental activity, your anger will subside. Now, the reason is because your brain cannot perform calculations and hold on to an emotion such as anger at the same time. Of course, you can still be angry about it, but if you engage your brain in something else, you cannot be thinking about what is making you angry and thinking about something else at the same time. Sure, you can think about something else and come back to your anger if you choose to dwell on it, but again, if you choose to dwell on it. Therefore, when you're getting angry, do some math problems. Count back to from 100, say the alphabet backwards, anything like that to occupy your mind. In addition, try to make use of the timeout. Now, this usually only works if you've had like a prior discussion about it. In addition, you need to be very careful with this because it can also backfire and make you more angry when someone asks for a timeout. So like if you set this up ahead of time with your spouse or something and say, hey, if I start getting angry, just tell me you need a timeout or something. Well, if you get mad and then they tell you, hey, timeout right now, we need a timeout, that could really upset you even more. So be careful with that one. So this is something you need to consciously remember and think about when becoming frustrated and upset. It can be very difficult. But you should have a lot of practice by now with understanding and practicing your emotions, so this won't be impossible. In order for you to consciously remember these things, you need to be conscious of self. And we've talked about it before. So again, if you haven't listened to the past Body Talk broadcasts, then you can do so on the Body Talk podcast. You must be consciously aware of what is going in your mind and what is happening with your emotions at all times. When you feel that you are going to become frustrated, you need to know that you are becoming frustrated. In addition, you should realize that it could turn into anger, so you need to decide what to do with that. Another scenario could be how you deal with someone being angry with or at you. Your response must be to resist the impulse to become angry back at them, because that is how it works. Usually if someone is mad at you, you become mad at them because you feel like you need to defend yourself. Now the two of you start fighting and arguing, and then you're both upset. So this is very hard to do to 
calm that, especially when you think their anger is totally unjustified. And most of the time, you will think it's unjustified because you're like, why are you mad at me? Why are you angry? I don't really see what you're so mad about. Then you fight because they see what they're mad about and you're totally not understanding it. So taking a time out will help you resist the urge to hit back figuratively or physically. The initial angry person who set it off will thank you for stopping his or her outburst even if they are not able to say so. Now, able to say so meaning they're still too upset to realize what you have helped them with. So when we get angry or someone is angry at us, it shouldn't be ignored. Don't get rid of your anger. Don't stop your anger altogether. Anger can be communicated not only with words, but also by facial expressions. This emotion is an important sign that there is a problem that needs to be addressed. We need to find out what provoked the anger and see if we can correct it. Anger is a sign that something is going wrong. It's like pain. We do not want to get rid of the pain in our body because without pain, we do not know if something is wrong. If you have your arm on a hot stove and you don't feel pain, pretty soon your whole arm is going to melt off. However, you put your arm on a hot stove, yikes! You're going to feel that heat and you're going to realize that it's probably not a good idea to keep your arm there. Pain lets you know something is wrong. Anger also lets you know something is wrong. As I mentioned before, the most common trigger for anger is frustration. Frustration most commonly occurs when our goals or desires are blocked by someone or something else. We become frustrated when someone or something stops something that matters to us. It's when something gets in our way. If you're trying to do something and somebody keeps stopping that progress, you are going to become frustrated. That frustration leads to anger. What's ironic is that anger is rarely useful in removing that obstacle. Usually, if you get angry, then the obstacle stays there and now you get upset about the obstacle being there and you're upset that the person is fighting with you over it. So it becomes doubly worse. However, if you reshape your anger, then it can be useful. You reshape the anger to remove that obstacle, then that obstacle can get out of your way and you will no longer be angry because your goal will be uninhibited. Again, we're going to talk about that next week, so be sure to tune in because it's going to be very important. You need to understand here that when you can, learn to recognize when you're becoming frustrated Understand the signs that come before anger so that you can understand when you are about to be angry. Then pause, think about what is making you angry. Not who, what. What are they doing? What are they stopping? What are they preventing? How can you work through it and get around it? Can you stop whatever that is and reshape it so that it's out of your way, so that you are now moving on uninhibited to accomplish your goal? Chances are you can. However, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because you're going to have to problem solve instead of just getting angry. Remember the two-year-olds, they just throw a tantrum because that helps them get what they want. You are not two years old. You are an adult. You are a grown person who can think and rationalize and be sane and be normal. Therefore, you need to use that brain and figure out a practical, logical way to get rid of whatever is making you angry. Therefore, for now, practice taking your time, calm down, think it over, discuss it, 
and jointly remove the block. Or, if it cannot be removed, then you must arrive at a way to live with it. You need to compromise. You need to live with whatever is going on so that you can move on in harmony. It is almost always possible. It's not necessarily easy, and it doesn't necessarily happen quickly. However, in the long run, it is what will sustain your collaboration with others. It will enable you to continue to get along. Collaborating with others is a necessary condition of life of all social animals. We cannot make it alone. We need a team. We need people around us that we can count on. In addition, it's more enjoyable when we accomplish goals together and when we can rely on other people and share that success and share the problem solving with other people. It alleviates some stress. It also gives us more enjoyment, etc. Therefore, be sure to recognize when you're going to be angry. Calm down. Think it over. Engage in some mental activity. Try to get that anger under control and recognize when it is happening and use that anger to fuel actions to stop whatever is being put in your way. Tune in next week so that we can talk about the best ways to do that. Thanks for listening to Body Talk. I really hope you'll tune in again next week so that you can learn what everybody is really saying. Until then, go through life with your eyes open. Thank mm-hmm. you.